0: Log Talk Radio The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron. A podcast featuring Elvira Love and Deborah Voith, two out-of-the-broom closet professional witches with over 70 years combined experience of making magic. This is a show on the LMC radio network. During each episode, Elvira and Deb will help you create rituals cast spells, make potions, and much more besides. They'll spend time speaking about different goddesses from all over the world, paying attention to the ancient reverence of long-ago cultures and infusing it with a modern perspective. Elvira, Deb, take it away. Well,
1: hello. Hello. Uh, Hello. We are here. Yep. And we are the witch, the priestess, and I'm the cauldron. <laughs> and at the moment, I am Ilvara, and I'm here with uh, my co-hostess, Deb. In keeping with this month's theme, we have a new month, and it's going to be shadow work. So we're looking forward to doing that. And tonight, we're basically going to be talking about the um, our own personal shadow, parts of ourselves we don't like and hide. So that, you know, this will be our stepping stone. Um, but first, I would like to just sort of quickly give a, a short synopsis. I think I want to listen more to what Deb has because I'm jealous of where she's been. Um, but I've just been dealing with, you know, the, the clients and the environment of, you know, the changing from the end of one month to the other. Uh, lots of things going on with shifts in our lives and um, outside in the, in the external uh, world of other places and things. So I have excitedly driven my new car. Well, it's a new used car and I had a very funny experience because I was uh, used to a stick shift for 27 years with a car with absolutely no frills on it, you know, push button locks, roll down windows, things Uh of that nature. So, I get into this car to take my granddaughter back to um, my daughter and her husband's house after spending the night, and I get our stuff in, I get her buckled in in the back. I get myself buckled in, I have a you know a he- a bag on my mm. shotgun seat, and I- I'm driving out and the fact that it's the same size, it's just it's a hatchback. So the front section where the motor is is shorter because the back section has that hatchback. So it's like the trunk was, is a longer aspect as a hatchback. So I'm driving along and I get out, I go down the highway, I get off on the right space, I go start to go up this hill and I'm going up the hill to go to the plateau where I turn on the road where they are and I hear beep, 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 beep. And oh, I'm scared. Boy. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. I'm looking at the dashboard. I'm trying to check to see the light. Um... And then my granddaughter's like, is there anything wrong? And I'm going, I don't know. And I'm trying to be very calm. And then as soon as we get up to the plateau, it stops. And I'm I'm thinking, "Oh, hell, okay. is it an overdrive? Is it telling me that I should have been mm-hmm. a lower gear? You know, because I'm a stick shift girl. I, you would have downshifted mm-hmm. anyway. Um, get to the house, get everybody out, and tell my daughter and, and son-in-law what happened. And they kind of look at me and they go, well, it's the seatbelt sensor in the seat and i go oh, oh. what happened oh. was it was a heavy bag and it shifted when i went up and it hit the sensor to push it into because it didn't have the seatbelt fastened in mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the shot does he so i'm sitting there going well that's an interesting mm-hmm. problem and he said all you have to do is you know fasten the seatbelt so mm-hmm. i haven't had a chance to do that again to see if it's going to happen but it really got me like totally flustered and i was like oh so um you do you can teach old dogs new tricks it's just you have to (laughs) learn what energy and where you're teaching them so i'm sitting here trying you know because i've you know i'm like okay i better look at the manual better check out where the lights are because you know i mean You mind you just turn the little lights on on the, you know, on the, on the dashboard. You do this. It's, it's real simple. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. but more computerized and more electronic. So that was my biggest experience personally for the week. So that's, you know, an interesting time. And what was your week like, Deb?
2: (laughs) Wow. Yeah. That's, um, well, my week was um, very, um, very, very mellow. I mean, I just, um, <laughs> I have spent like the last 12 days or so up in the woods um, watching the fall colors, and the leaves, which are now starting to fall like rain, um, it seems like the color change happened a little early, I I think it usually happens a little more towards the first week of October, but all the color was like at peak um, probably last week already. And so, um, so I spent time with family and friends and community, um, attending a couple of the local fall festivals, but then I also had some uh, solitude and silence um, some of the days I was by myself. And um, so it was really, really nice mix um, I went like to they have a, a a little apple festival and got apples and honey and some very witchy vintage vintagey quilts um, mm-hmm. i love um there's one 's got like these owls and um, different little uh, witchy things on it and um mm-hmm. So I got to watch the kids feeding the goats and the llamas. Um, I watched my grandson participate in archery, and he did it really well. And um, then we also visited, like, um, by the festival, there's this old, old church in the middle of the forest, and there's a a churchyard cemetery, a little graveyard there. And um, so that was real interesting because my grandson is gonna turn eleven and so he's real interested in um the paranormal and so he was um taking a bunch of uh photos and trying to see if he could catch any orbs
1: <laughs> on his <Wow>. pictures.
2: Um <laughs> yeah. Um and so and there's been like a lot of um you know bird migrations going on and um So I've been taking a lot of photos of the geese and the ducks. And um, along with, there was a couple of trumpeter swans um, out just real close to to my cabin here. And um, so I'm just excited because we're entering like the season of pumpkins and caramel apples and squash and hay bales and crows. And so I've kind of vacillated, um, like I said, from solitude and stillness to, you know, communing and laughing and enjoying the people around me. And um, so I was, you know, thinking before we started that this time of year is really, is about shadows and reflection as the days are, you know, growing shorter. And I love, you know, the crunch of leaves beneath my feet and the scent of autumn in the air. Um, Mm -hmm. Although it's kind of weird and, my neck of the woods here we're having kind of extreme temperatures this week like um yesterday and today it was like in the 80s and then but by saturday by friday and saturday it's going to be like in the (laughs) mid-40s during the day so it's like it's changing like very dramatically and then um one last thing i was thinking about is that um Astrologically. I'm not an astrologer, but I kind of try to keep up on the general, you know, astrological weather. And I heard that this October is going to be uh, filled with, um, like, um, growth, revelation, and change because there's two potent eclipses that are um, creating, like, major shifts in our Mm lives. And, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, and I've heard that these eclipses are catalysts for spiritual transformation. And, um, I mean, how timely, you know, with what we're going to be talking about tonight.
1: Yeah, Um,
2: yeah. The eclipse is kind of bringing about both endings and new beginnings, and they're really about transformation. So that, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that fits right in with (laughs) where we're going tonight. Um, Really? Oh, so yeah, so that <laughs> yeah, that was well, my pretty much my week.
1: <laughs> wow. Well, and that's true. I mean, we're we're looking at the shadow, and and the eclipses are shadows. So I mean, it, it mm-hmm. has its own you know way of saying yeah. I'm I, you're on the right track. <laughs> you're, you've got the right focus right now. <laughs> so, and they are very uh, very intense, profound ones. Mm-hmm. What I was able to get from couple of astrologer friends is that, you know, this is one setup, we're going to have another setup Mm -hmm. in um, Mm -hmm. 2024, which, you know, Uh at the moment, I don't think any of us are are quite ready to look at 2024. But, you (laughs) know, so, but, you know, shadows are, are, when you hear about the word shadow or shadow self, we Mm -hmm. start thinking of it as a flaw or as a mistake or something evil and bad mm-hmm. and it's actually very much a, a natural part of you know what or who we are and mm-hmm. there but there are parts that are, we personally deem unacceptable to um to have and especially mm-hmm. to experience it openly in public and a lot of it is you know sadness and rage and you know mm-hmm. laziness and addictions and you know um the different kinds of energies of that nature and so we mm-hmm. hide them and we try to hide them from ourselves we try we try to hide them from you know everybody out there and mm-hmm. yet there is you know it's kind of like when you see this there's there's us, uh, and I know there's a series of things that we'll be really talking about on how to identify, you know, and, and how to go about, you know, moving things. But it really becomes uh, a personal way of empowerment to be able to see this and to step aside from it so that you can, you know, put light on it. And, you know, like they say, mm-hmm. when you put light, into darkness, you create light. Mm-hmm. So what you do is you, you know, again, raise that vibration. And it beca- it's mm-hmm. very spiritual. I mean, it opens the door to spiritual. Um, and I'm not just saying that in a, you know, like, an, oh, uh, like Zen and we're going to do, you know, Buddhism and all. It's No, it's more about mm-hmm. it opens up the ability to connect with the higher vibrations that these energies once lighted, become part of Mm -hmm. and I think that you know we grow and we we are able to experience uh this other aspect becoming part of ourselves so I I think that for us Mm -hmm. it allows us to develop level by level it's Mm -hmm. almost and you know I consider it alchemy because you Mm -hmm. know alchemy is taking lead which would be these (laughs) quote, ugly, emotional, or, you know, aspects of ourselves, unquote, um, and Mm -hmm. turning it into gold, turning it into something that (laughs) has a much finer definition of vibration and helps you Mm -hmm. connect um, with other people and and situations in a different way. I know, I'm going to give a personal, and then I'm going to turn this over to you, but Personally, I'm a Sag, I am fire, I have, um, I'm Italian, I have a temper, uh, you know, I'm Scotch, I definitely have the Viking kind of, you know, power. so in my younger years, and I'm talking teen years, you know, more when you started to become your own person, um, I was very, very intense and volatile and um, over the years, you know, relationships, etc., all the different things one of my friends in the my later years, after I started mm-hmm. getting into the spiritual side of things and, you know, doing all these other things, she you know, she and my rage and, and my my fire, you know, be both passion and mm-hmm. the dark side, you know, the other side. And she said, you know, Alvara, it's like watching um a volcano erupt and the lava just spew and come over and it just (laughs) takes over everything around you and everything goes on fire. And, and I mean, Mm -hmm. it stuck with me as a visual. And after that, I began to shift not because Mm -hmm. of what she said, but I realized as my progression in spiritual endeavors that that Mm energy is powerful but it also, the destructive side of it, you, you need to shift and be able to know mm-hmm. when you need to shift it so that you create something out of it rather than, you know, do the other side. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, there is a reason for destruction, but not in the manner that some of these emotions um, and some mm-hmm. of these uh, things have a tendency to, to do. And on that, I'm mm-hmm. going to turn this over to you and say, what, <laughs> you know, what are your thoughts on this?
2: Um, yeah, I have a lot of thoughts about shadow work that's um, in our shadow. Um, so I know, like, the term shadow was first kind of made popular, popular by psychoanalyst Carl Jung. And he described it as an uncivilized or primitive part of ourselves. And so, um, we all have a shadow self, um, and in recent times, like you were saying, it's, this term is used to describe those parts of ourselves that we find unacceptable. Um, and so, um, those are the parts where we try to, you know, hide them or deny them or suppress them and control them in some way. And, um... So it might be you know, repressed emotions, hidden or primal desires, um, and other unacknowledged aspects of ourselves. Uh, but like you were saying, the interesting thing about it is that it is both po- a positive and a negative force uh, lying kind of untapped within. Um, so what's that have to do with um, us witches? Well, I think that like in... Um, especially people who um, are hedge witches or other um, people that work with spirits or any kind of spirit work, facing your shadow, also in shamanism I've heard this, is that facing your shadow is very necessary. And it's usually one of our greatest challenges. Um, So if you're, um, anybody out there listening, if you're a hedge witch or an energy worker or any other type of spirit worker, I highly recommend, like, facing your shadow before performing, um, like, going into the practice of doing spiritual cleansings or other spirit banishing for other people Mm -hmm. Um, because Mm -hmm. sometimes the shadow aspect, if we have a... I always say, like, we have a light, balanced shadow aspect or we have a heavy shadow aspect. And if you have a heavy shadow aspect... um, that can usually be easily manipulated uh, by those with evil intentions um, if you're not in touch with your own shadow. Um, um, So how do we identify our shadow? Um, I'm thinking like this wily aspect of ourselves um, can sometimes remain hidden, uh, but some of the more common ways of identifying it is by just identifying our fears and our insecurities, Um, you know, identifying the aspects of our behavior that we don't like and that we try to hide. Um, And also, sometimes you can figure them out by paying attention to our dreams and our nightmares because lots of times our shadow will express itself there. (laughs)
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: Mm-hmm, And you were right. Like you were saying, many people refer to their shadow as their dark side. Um, Mm Mm-hmm you know, because of whatever unwanted qualities um, are hidden there. You know, maybe we have anger or jealousy. Um, And the more um, that we leave those aspects, though, the more that we leave them in the dark, actually the more they grow and the stronger they become. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. like mushrooms. (laughs) (laughs) I heard true. (laughs) I heard somebody saying that that, you know cuz remember we were talking about like personal uh, magical correspondences um last week um right i was talking to somebody <laughs> and one of their correspondences was the mushroom uh for shadow work and i thought oh huh
1: uh-huh. well that's making me yeah. look at
2: mushrooms in a new way <laughs> mhm mhm <laughs> really <laughs> really yeah <laughs> and you know <laughs> So, you know, paradoxically, you know, denying our shadow is often what makes it stronger. Um, And then while being in touch with our shadow is often like the very thing that tames us. And Mm -hmm. so uh, facing our shadow, especially with this month of transformation (laughs) Mm -hmm. coming before Mm -hmm. us, but facing our shadow is what transforms us. Um, Right. And taking a close look at it is what heals us. And um you know, some parts of the shadow might have been old. No longer serve us. Right. Um, other parts might be uh glued in place by fear or like gum stuck on the
1: <laughs> On the on the foot of your your shoe. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know,
2: and so by recognizing those parts of ourselves and just seeing them without judging ourselves, um, then mm-hmm. we can heal and transform aspects. Um, right. And also, the other cool thing is that much of our shadow contains a really deep, well, a primal creative mm-hmm. force, um, which mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. often, like, reflected in our intuition in inner knowing, and um once we begin to kind of accept and that's right,
1: um, yeah, okay, well, at this point, why don't I take over a few minutes of that before we break? Yep. because obviously there's some things that I'm going know, to call the can, and yeah, we need that, so um okay. basically, what you know been saying is very viable and incredibly important because one of the things is acknowledgement and once we acknowledge it you know it's kind of like i give you an acknowledgement i am taking part of that fear base the power from it and re reinforcing as a positive and then of course showing compassion showing you know Uh, an understanding for the dynamics that you, you know, the shadow side has, you know, intensified because we deny it. It's like, you know, a child that doesn't get attention, it's going to act out. And after they act out, you give them, you know, discipline. And then, of course, that's negative, you know, reinforcement to the behavior because of the circumstances, not that we should reward that kind of negative behavior but it is a Mm -hmm. signal to be able to um to see that so you know i'm seeing that terminology of change has to take place and then you you know you're able to experience you know the 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 better parts of what the shadow slash Mm -hmm. um, side is about yeah so um, yeah. before we take any real-world real break, is there anything you'd like to just sort of add to that in the next couple of minutes? Um,
2: just um, I guess like the uh, the benefit of doing shadow work is that the more you clear away or transform um, the dysfunctional aspects, the more in touch you'll become with your um. With your personal power and with your deep inner well of knowledge, which is also your shadow, um, so yeah, it might be a little intimidating at first to uh, dive into shadow work, but it is so uh, so worth it you know as you um, as you start to clear away those things or transform those things or at least make peace with those things that you uh, have tried to suppress or that you find unacceptable. Um, as you do that you start to um lighten or balance out your shadow enough that you really, really are able to tap into, you know, those aspects of um of deep personal power. And it's just um yeah, it's just so worth it.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's so and worth you it. To know, do that. One of the the things is that, you know, I see uh a lot of blaming, you know, a lot of, you know, especially mm-hmm. if you going to take an archetype, the victim, you know, mm-hmm. it, there's a lot of these that are in psychology that have terms, even though we're not really going to be, you know, we're not psychologists. But the idea of mm-hmm. realizing that when we start putting things on other people and it becomes, it's hot, we get really hot about mm-hmm. it. Um, then mm-hmm. really and truly that's our dark side that we're trying mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. put on somebody else or some other, you know, some other um, situation. Uh, and and so we have to turn the mirror around. And, and I know that most of us hate looking at the, mm-hmm. the things that make us feel, quote, less than, but in reality, that mm-hmm. is, a, that is the, the misnomer of it it's that you'll feel more than not because you become mm-hmm. an asshole more it's because you suddenly <laughs> see what's behind that that process or that attitude mm-hmm. or the feeling and then you know it's mm-hmm. um you hold it you know um mm-hmm. one of the things you know i i just think of you know the idea that we hold children at a certain point if they're mm-hmm. acting out, there's a certain amount of we need to get the physical contact to, you know, so they feel um, connected to you mm-hmm. rather than pushed away. And, you know, the fact that mm-hmm. we push away these, these attitudes, these emotions, these feelings, we mm-hmm. have to give them um, the light and then shift it and acknowledge because as you pointed out, mm-hmm. even in the discussion we had before we, you know, when we kind of talk about our, our next subject, it's a deep well of mm-hmm. uh, in, uh, positive uh, energies. And, you know, out of that is, you know, intuitivism and psychic abilities and empathic it's, and, you know, all these things.
2: It's like a journey of personal gnosis. Um, yes. You know, with, and it begins kind of with coming to understand our shadows.
1: Um, Mm Yeah. 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 So I think what we're going to do right now, I apologize if I break in a little bit, but I want to get, you know, I know we've got something really good that we want to do in the second half and we do need (laughs) to do our commercial break, which always gets us (laughs) hopping with the music. So I think at this point, it would be good for us to um, take our commercial break and then we'll come back (laughs) with much more that we'll get deeper into this subject.
2: Sounds good.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> You're listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Stay tuned as more magic is coming your way right after these messages. Listening to the LMC Radio Network, broadcasting out of Forestville, California on the World Wide Web at LuckyMojo.com. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rework Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Condriman. Sundays 3 to 430. Mystics, Mages, and Magical Places, with Reverend Art and Reverend James, Mondays, 4 to 5.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour, with John St. Germain, in syndication, Tuesdays. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron, with Elvira Love and Deborah Voight, Tuesdays, 4 to 5. And The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron, with Elvira Love and Phoenix Lefay in syndication, Thursdays. All-time specific, Add 3 Hours for Eastern. Sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California and online at luckymojo.com.
1: I always love that music. It makes me just bounce around in my seat.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, now that we're back,
1: (laughs) let's see what you can... You know, I want to turn it over to you because I think that there's some really neat ideas and and information that would be great for this half for you to start off with. So, Deb, I'm going to hand (laughs) it over to you now. (laughs) All right.
2: Yeah. Um, Yeah, this is, um, like I was saying before, I think, you know, a lot of people um, just hear shadow work and might become a little fearful or intimidated by the thought of of doing that. Um, And so it's, um, the thing is, we'll never get rid of our shadows. Um, So it's not about getting rid of it. It's just about making it healthy and balanced and getting to know and understand yourself, both the quote, unquote, good and the bad, (laughs) Um, because we all have it. Um, And, um, you know, I would think that, like, one of the major um, red flags, you know, if, if we're having a hard time recognizing it, it's sort of like what you were saying before, is that <clears throat> when our shadow rears, it's ugly head. It's uh, usually when we're reacting to something or someone with a highly charged negative emotional energy. And um, so often when we have, like, a strong negative reaction to another person, for no apparent reason it's usually because this person is reflecting your own shadow aspect back back to you um mm-hmm. and so you're seeing in this person the very thing that you have rejected or don't want to acknowledge within yourself a lot of mm-hmm. times not always but you know a lot of times um, that's what it is you know i've done things like that where maybe my first impression of someone is like, I don't know why, but I just don't know, just not liking this person right now, you know, and it's like, you know, (laughs) sometimes if I pull back and I reflect, I mean, truly reflect on what is that inner dynamic that's going on, I'll, um, yeah, I'll begin to see that like, okay, that person isn't doing anything, you know, good or bad. I'm just reacting to them. And, um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, I feel like um, that we, as we explore our shadow, that we are like our own personal mystery school. (laughs) Because when we're talking about, you know, magical correspondences, you know, one of the most primary and uh, the most vital uh, magical correspondence, I think, is ourselves, you know, and so what we have going on inside of us really really matters and so
1: mm-hmm.
2: so this um so this journey of personal gnosis begins with you know coming to understand all of that and so mm-hmm. we don't do shadow work uh for the purpose of picking apart all of the horrible little things about myself um it's more about just being honest with yourself and i after doing some shadow work, what I realized is that's actually, for me, the hardest part. This might sound kind of silly, but some of the fucked up things that I've done in the past, uh, I was only able to, I'm realizing this for myself, I was only able to do some of those screwy things. You know, I could say poor judgment or whatever, but because I wasn't being honest with myself, you know, because I... I feel I am a good person and I'm always trying to be a good person, but sometimes I kind of go down the wrong path. And when I've done that in the past, it's usually because I'm not being honest with myself. And so that's like a real vital aspect of that whole, um, whole work, you know? Um, so it's not done to like self help yourself to death or to perfect your personality. Um, shadow work is really about kind of integrating or coming to terms with and hopefully um, coming to love or at least accept (laughs) the parts of yourself um, that you couldn't accept before. Mm -hmm. And um, to do that, uh, we first need just to be honest with ourselves with exactly what our shadow is. And that will be, you know, a little bit different for everybody. Um, And I have found from talking to a lot of people and also from my own shadow work is that shadow aspects often develop in response to like a perceived threat to one of our basic instincts of life. Mm-hmm. These basic instincts usually fall into one, in my way of thinking, of one or two broad categories. So one of them is like the security instinct, um, the other one is the social instinct, and so security also often has to do with things in the material, physical, or with our emotional well-being, like the aspects of home, work, school, or or our ambitions. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like there might be somebody at work who is uh, messing with me and you know doing something to undermine me, and so. Mm-hmm lots of times if I'm feeling threatened by that and it's, you know, basically it's a, I would say that when it becomes a shadow is when it's an out of proportion. Um, you know, like I've let it go balloon into something, um, that isn't, um, balanced mm-hmm. and, you know, social instincts usually have to do with self-esteem or, uh, personal relationships. And so, um, I think that one of the easiest ways to identify your shadow um, is to you know, really get really quiet with yourself and make a list. Like what triggers you mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. on a routine basis?
1: <laughs> right. <laughs>
2: um, right. And I always tell everyone, be ultra simple about it because you, you don't want to go into this process with like the intention of psychoanalyzing yourself to death um, because that's, that's right. kind of like a trap. Um, yeah and i 'm not saying to ignore the past, but you don 't want to dwell in the past either and, and plus that 's not going to help you identify the shadow aspects you know when you get into that like she's then she said this, and then I did that, and then blah 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 you know that really doesn't doesn 't help um, and if you ever are going through anything where you 're reliving old traumas, hurts um, or shame. Once you start doing that um, more than once, it kind of, you know, it's a PTSD thing, but it also creates like a, tr- a trail or like a spiral of pain that I think for a lot of people, maybe not for everyone, but I think that every time that is replayed or relived in your head, that spiral or that trail grows deeper, deeper and wider each time you re-experience it. So, You have to be really succinct and just to the point, like when you're doing like a shadow assessment of yourself. Um, So don't allow yourself to feed the beast by getting stuck on the why of it. You know, that can be done at a different time with a therapist or something else. Um, Mm. For myself, I know that what I had to do was kind of accept the fact because I would get like caught up on this like trigger Um, of wanting to understand why. Why did that person do this? Or why did this situation happen? Um, And what I had to realize for myself was, you know what? Sometimes I can understand or get to the basis of why or what someone else did. But sometimes I can't. Sometimes it's just, it's not possible. And so then I have to if I am able to accept that I might never get to that cause or that root, <clears throat> I think it actually goes a long way for being able to move past it. Um, mm-hmm. It's just to let that go. <clears throat>
1: yeah.
2: So. Um,
1: well, you know, to so say just, that, and it brings, mind, me, um, <laughs> it brings to mind, excuse me, it brings <laughs> to mind the fact that it's like going down the rabbit hole and I know rabbits are, you know, cute little animals. But I know that for me, or when I'm dealing with my clients, um, mm-hmm. to try and get to somewhere, if you take so long to go to every little bitty hurt and every little bitty statement,
0: mm-hmm. you're
1: actually mm-hmm. putting more power into it than you are taking it out. I think. Um, mm-hmm. All of that, I really agree with, you know, be succinct and and exactly what you said. Mm -hmm. I just want to make that a real big, uh, like, (laughs) point for people to remember because I know we can go over everything. And I'm certainly a great storyteller, (laughs) so I want to go into every little detail. And that's really important that we back away from all of that description and, Mm -hmm. you know, get to the simplest way to get that statement put into a format, and I'm going to turn it back to mm-hmm. you, but I really wanted people to hear that.
2: One thing that I find um, really interesting is that um, I've noticed with myself, and I've heard other people say this, that, it, that after doing shadow work, anything that you do um, magically for spiritual protection usually works much better whether it's like a cleansing bath or surrounding yourself with spiritual white light, um, those things usually begin to work much better or, or they begin to work when they haven't worked in the past. And so um, I think that that's another reason why it's really important to, um, to get to know what your shadow is and to find a way um, to make peace with it and um so i you know doing a lot of work um with people that are in recovery and stuff too i i've kind of created in my own mind like key steps to shadow work you know and i would say to anybody out there you know whatever i'm saying <laughs> you know take what you can use and whatever you can't use just leave it <laughs>
1: You know, because mm-hmm. everybody's
2: different and everybody kind of functions in a in a different way. But um, I think that um, there's a few key steps to shadow work, and I think that you know the first one is just identifying in a very simple, basic way um, what your shadow aspects are. You know, look at what your triggers are. Um, the next thing is just to um, identify what part of yourself is affected, and so is it like a a perceived threat to your home, to your work, to a relationship, um, a perceived threat to your well-being or to your self-esteem, um, and just kind of note that. Um, and then also to kind of identify how, how do you express your shadow when that comes up. Is it through anger, fear, or maybe being judgmental of other people? Um, I think that's a real common one um and then after after you're able to just simply identify those things then um the next step would be becoming willing to release or transform the shadow because lots of times if if we're not willing to let go of it that's like a flag right there it's like okay why why aren't i willing to to let go or to transform that and sometimes it's because we're fearful of change. Or sometimes it's because we might be getting something like a side benefit out of it in some way. Like, for instance, I would just say, like, say one of my fears is going back to school. And so, you know, it's keeping me stuck and I'm not moving forward. Um, so what I would need to do is, um, you know, just... Identify that that's what it is and then like attempting or trying to my best ability to let it go and then to take some kind of action. Um, so if I'm struggling with fear, I'm going to act as if I have courage and go and investigate, you know, the local college and see, see if I could, you know, get admitted there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and then you know, after that, other things that you might do is maybe invite in other spirits to help you um, as you're going through this journey. you know there's a lot of um a lot of goddesses and dark deities, um, uh, angels, saints, you know the higher self ancestors that might that might help you know, and so uh, you couldn't create like a magical um, trigger where, you know, every time that comes up for you, you do a counter trigger in your mind, whether it's like, um, you know, pinching the side of your hand or touching your forehead or something where you're, you have um, maybe a movement or some words that you say to go in the opposite direction. And it's like once you do that, after you do it a couple of times, it's like automatic. (laughs) Um, And you know, it just you know, it's just consciously making the choice of transforming the shadow aspect to like a higher, more usable energy. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if you're fearful, then you would, um, you know, attempt to make some kind of a trigger into, into courage. Or if you're judging you would make a trigger into tolerance. Um, Or if you're being dishonest, (laughs) you would make a trigger into Mm -hmm. uh, honesty. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I always think that by using those combined powers of your own power and then the power of spirit, um, that that really, you know, helps a lot. And, you know, depending on, on what your beliefs are and what, you know, your
1: magical or...
2: Um, spiritual background is, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, um, it kind of reminds me of, um, every once in a while, I, I am not a carpenter. I am anything but mm-hmm. a, a construction person, <laughs> but since I've had two husbands that have been, um, <laughs> it tends to make me aware of some of the things you have to do. And, Um, Mm -hmm. So I liken this, you know, to the first step is you have to destroy something to rebuild something. So you're Mm -hmm. basically going to, you know, level the ground. You're going to, you know, you may have to take trees out. You may have to take down an old structure, which is what we're talking about here is taking down old Mm -hmm. beliefs and feelings and automatically leveling it. And then... You, you level it out and you, you put your foundation mm-hmm. down. You, you, you know, put the concrete and, and all of that. Then you start to build the mm-hmm. framework. And in that, of course, you're going to put the plumbing and the electric and, <laughs> and then a subfloor. And then the next level is walls and roof. And then you go to, you know, the idea of in the walls mm-hmm. and the roof, you start paneling it, you know, putting uh, drywall up and doors in, and then you put cabinets in different places. And so in many ways, the work that Mm -hmm. we're talking about, shadow work, we start with a certain process. And obviously, Mm
2: -hmm. as we
1: go along through this month, we'll be talking about different aspects. And I see that, you know, I'm not going to liken everything to what we're talking about, but that's the the idea Mm -hmm. of what you're doing and how you do it and I know Mm -hmm. that um, we may not have time, you know, at this point to do a full-on description of a ritual, but um, I know that you Mm -hmm. do have a poem, and I know that you might be able to annotate a ritual, so I'm going to turn it back to you for that (laughs) before we get to our, you know, our closing moments. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Well, okay, so... um... Let me see here. So, for um, my shadow work ritual, um, what I'm going to lay out is um, just to gather your supplies. So, you might want some incense. Um, I usually like to use incense draws, kind of like higher benevolent energies to us, like uh, sandalwood or frankincense. Um, and, I would have one black candle um, that you can dress with olive oil or healing oil, or maybe a little clarity oil, and then a small paper for a petition, and one mirror, a mirror big enough that you can look, you know, at yourself in it, and then um, like a fireproof container and uh, some crossroad dirt. And so, um, if you uh, of, are of the practice where you cast a magical circle around you, I would do that first and light some of the incense to burn while you're working on things um, and call in your helpful spirits to aid your work. Um, put the crossroad dirt into uh, a, a fireproof dish, um, get your candle um, positioned and your um, Put the mirror next to it so that the candle is a little to the side, maybe slightly behind. Um, And then take your paper and write the aspect. You know, just work on one thing at a time. Write the aspect that you seek to transform. Just write it out three times as if you're making a list. And then turn your paper 90 degrees and cross and cover the shadow aspect with a trait that's the opposite of it. So for example, if your shadow aspect is fear, then cross and cover it with courage. Um, then fold the paper and place it under the candle for now. Um, and then light the candle and um, get you know, get yourself relaxed and you're ready to start. Um, so you're going to tap into uh, the ethereal channel that flows like a stream through us, um, this energy flows from your heart and out through your eyes. And I'm going to have you um, channel this heart energy by feeling yourself sinking down into your heart space and then allowing the stream of love to channel out through your own gaze as you look into the reflection of your eyes in the mirror. And use that energy to speak directly into your soul or your own inner self. Um, Relax. Take a couple of deep cleansing breaths. Cast off any worries or concerns. Um, Remember to stay down in your heart and gaze into the mirror. And as you look upon your face... Just allow no judgment. Allow yourself to look beyond the aspects of age, beauty, or any other physical assessments that the small mind is drawn to or repelled by. And see yourself through the eyes of a child without judgment. see yourself as a child, the soul essence, who carries a spark of divinity and is always deserving of your love and respect. So continue to look deeply into your eyes and allow the there within you to be mirrored back to you. And ask yourself, what do you see? Pain or fatigue? Or is there love or gratitude? Or do you see a stranger looking back at you? or a friend. So look deeply into your eyes and tell yourself, you know, this might sound corny, but it it works so well. You know, tell yourself as the soul within you, I love you and accept you. Um, And then see or sense that divine spark at the center of your being, see it igniting and filling you up with light. Then take the petition out and light it in the candle flame then place it on the crossroad dirt to burn to ashes. And as you move through the coming days after this, allowing that stream of energy, let it flow from your heart and out of your eyes as you interact with other people. And then in this way, allow you know, the love and acceptance that was there to flow out of your eyes and into their soul. That's the best way to have it return to you. So, um, (laughs) wow. So this is very simple, very, um, you know, um, it's, it's the ritual is is basically just to really, really get in touch with the core of your being Mm -hmm. and to, you know, um, accept and embrace yourself, um, allow yourself to be divided, um, And then, you know, and then starting from that place is really the best place to to do shadow work and to, you know, say like, okay, just one thing at a time, look at that, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, and then move on. And, you know, and don't beat yourself up. Shadow work is not about, you know, beating yourself up or feeling like you're not good enough. Um, It's just about seeing those parts of yourself acknowledging them and lots of times just by doing that lots of times that starts to us without even any further action which is kind of right. intense <laughs>
1: right i, well, I think a at little this point, um, oh, yeah the, the, the poem i think you need to give right now because uh you okay. know, I know we, yeah you know, we're getting there i mean i'm yeah. i'm entranced with what you did but i'm like going oops <laughs> <laughs>
2: Thank no. you, Helvira. I'm, yeah. and think, yeah. So this is my, I did write a poem uh, a few years back and, um, about the shadow, and this is the poem. Okay. My shadow tells a story of survival through dark nights. As the lost pieces come together, I journey into light. My shadow tells a story of old outrage filled with pain I gaze into my shadow's eyes, where secrets still remain. My shadow tells a story, no longer filled with fear. I reach out to take her hand. Together we are here. My shadow tells a story as we dance beneath the moon, our magical transformation rising from primal runes. My shadow tells a story of survival through the night. Our journey takes us through the stars, unified in flight
1: and i think that'll probably be i mean you it's beautiful it's the appropriate way to end what we've been talking about and um basically just as a conclusion before we go we are still you know this whole month is shadow work and our next uh show which will be the 10th of this month is going to be on self-acceptance and i think that poem is a beautiful lead-in to what will be our new show, our next show. And um, thank you, uh, Deb and Nagashiva, and I am going to wish everyone a wonderful, wonderful week. I, you know, I hand this over to you, Deb, for your farewells. I love your endings. (laughs) I kind of sit there and I go, oh, she's going to say these things. So I'm giving it over to you, darling. Aw, thanks.
2: Well, thanks, Elvira. Thank you, Nagasjeeva. And I just want to say thanks to everybody listening, Um, which on, which well, and which wisely.
1: Definitely. Blessed be.
0: Thank you for listening to The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron, a radio broadcast on the LMC radio network. Our podcast airs live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Central, and is available for download. Questions or comments on this show or ideas for upcoming shows can be sent to our website at WitchPriestessCauldron.com That's WitchPriestessCauldron.com Until next time, Merry Meet, Merry Part, and Merry Meet Again! Blessed Be!